Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing out there? My name is Mike Foster, and you are listening to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We have an amazing guest here. His name's Adam Beckstadt, and he has become a friend of mine through Rod Khalif's group. What's going on, Adam? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I tell you, what a what an introduction. Uh, never gets old. So, uh, no, it's a pleasure to be here, Mike. I um, have really uh, started to get to know you better, and it's been great, uh, you know, blooming the friendship that we have. Man, I'm telling you, uh, it, it's so good to know you too, buddy. And and honestly, man, I've been I've been watching you for a little bit. You've been crushing it in the game. And one of the things that I really want to talk about in this podcast is creative uh, or creative anything, right? When it comes to real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone, people, everyone talks about creative financing, creative marketing strategies. How do you go about finding good deals? Um, really, there are so many, so many tricks to the trade that are out there. Um, you know, we don't have to cover all of them because obviously you want to keep some business secret secret. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, right, right. Uh, but I think that we, we have a lot of questions that come in in regards to like, what are some creative ways to find deals? Or what are some creative ways to get financing for deals? Or even just those two alone, we could probably go on this podcast and talk about a lot. Um, right. But I love the experience that you've built. Guys, if you don't know Adam, you need to go follow him. We'll make sure that we add links to the show notes page on how you can get in touch with them after this. But anyway, first, Adam, can you please give us a little introduction about you and how you got started in investing? Yeah, great. So, um, real estate is not my, uh, first forte into business. I actually grew up, uh, within a family business, ended up taking it over. Uh, it was in the automotive industry and really created almost uh, two decades long in that and really nurturing, uh, my creative side, you know, I, I always tend to, um, lean towards that side of the business. And it's, um, like you said, there's so many different things to be creative about. And it's really about setting yourself apart from other people and getting noticed. So whether that's um, marketing, uh, to find customers, to find vendors, to find um, deals, to really just keep people um, treated well, you know, because a lot of people don't really think about creative ways to um, garner the relationships with people they already have. So you know, um, really coming up with creative things to do that. So anyway, so I grew up in that industry and ended up getting a great offer to sell my business in the middle of expansion and really um, set back and realized that I had held off far too long and putting a lot of effort into real estate. So I ended up selling my business and uh, went full force into real estate. And it has been um, a ride that I am very excited that I took the journey on because uh, this is a great business to be in. Dude, I, I love that. That's awesome. You know, you, you had that business mindset younger going into it and then you decided to say, hey, um, this is a good opportunity for me to transition. And now you've been crushing in real estate. I mean, you have what hundreds of doors now, right? 210. Woo, let's go. 
Come yeah, on, right? Man. <laughs> 210, guys. All right, so listen up. All right, here it is. It's going to show you some awesome stuff, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on to the show because it's it's so cool to, to, to talk to folks that have been doing it and crushing it in the game. Um, so how did you get started? Did you get started in single family or did you get started in the multifamily? Uh, no, I actually got started in single family. Um, ended up getting a mixture of a lot of local stuff. And because I knew I wanted to get in real estate, my parents are retired in real estate, but they're in commercial triple net type of real estate. And that's something that um, I'm just not personally comfortable with. Uh, maybe down the road once I learn a little bit more about it, but I really lean more towards um, residential stuff, you know, renting people for a place to live because uh, people always have to have a place to live. Amen. And the trend is going that more and more people want to rent, rent rather than own their own home. So, right. um, yeah, so single family, small multifamily. I even got some office space because uh, both my wife and I, we wanted to test out and see what we liked the most. Because if we went in and said all single family, we didn't like it. We didn't have anything to compare to. So um, we really liked our um, small multifamily and decided to blossom from that and just go full force into single our multifamily homes. Nice, man. Nice. No, definitely uh, a killer market. You know, the smaller multifamily deals, those four, sometimes even five and six units, those, those get overlooked, but those can definitely be uh, some killer cash flow and deals. So that's good. That is awesome, man. So, so tell us about your first deal. How did that shake out? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think every everyone's deal is everyone's first deal is probably their hardest. Right. Um, it's just because it's the mentality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I went into it, and most people recommend um, figuring out multiple exit strategies. So, my first deal, I wanted to make sure that if it wasn't going to pan out to be a rental for me, and I just didn't want to do that forte. I was going to be able to sell it and at least break even. Mm. Uh, ran the numbers. I was even, if I had to sell it, I was going to walk away with 10 grand. So um, that would, if that was my worst day, um, sign me up. <laughs> so nice. um, I had trouble finding it. Um, all of my deals have been off market. So with my very first deal, I ended up actually um, getting a lead from a wholesaler. Uh, you know, they weren't in the market for that, but they wanted to make a couple quick thousand dollars. The numbers panned out, so um, I went with that, and that's how I started. That's what started this uh, obsession. That's amazing, man. <laughs> that that one single family home. <laughs> that is crazy, and you went with a wholesaler too, which is very uncommon. You know, that's good for for someone's first deal, um, but it should be if you think about it, right? Because that person is out there hunting for those deals. For those of you who don't know what a wholesaler is, right? That's someone that's going out and looking to sell a contract right? Or looking to sell a property that they have under contract to another buyer or an investor. Um, that can be a great way to find a deal. And so you were able to do that, right? Yeah, it really is. I'm, I mean, I, I lend or, and send a lot of people down that path because when you're starting off, uh, you may not have the best system to find a really good deal, but those wholesalers do and they come across them. Uh, sometimes the margins are a little bit thinner, but I needed to get past that first purchase Right to make it to my second purchase, and um, I was not being very successful in finding it myself. So um, that's why I started to branch out to the wholesalers to uh, to uh, get that first one done. Nice man, nice. Well, very smart and creative, right? Yeah, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. 
That's amazing. What did you face any uh, particular challenges at all through that first deal? Like when you had it, when you finally bought it, or there maintenance or. <laughs> Unfortunately for listeners, it went pretty smooth for me. I didn't have a whole lot of hurls. So, um, you know, not a whole lot of lessons that I can teach on that one as far as, hey, you should have done this. You should have done that. Right. I will say that I feel like I have a little bit of a um, a leg up on a lot of people getting into this because of my business background. Mm. Um, a lot of people get hung up on that. They worried about, hey, I need to make sure I have my LLC set up. I need to make sure all this stuff is structured before I buy a house. And that's stuff that kind of came second nature to me. So uh, I think a lot of people get hung up on that along with the fact that I'm going to buy a house. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's good feedback. You know, I mean, if anything, that just solidifies the fact that once you've gotten into that business mindset, you know, all this stuff just kind of comes, right? It'll, it'll become second nature to you. So you got to continue to practice those skills of what are your, what are you leading? What are you reading? What are you learning? Right. Where, where are you, right. where's your head at? Right. And then that space. So it's really not that hard. And, yeah. and that's the thing I try to tell people that, um, you know, you don't have to have your business set up, nothing like that. Find the deal, get it under contract. You can set all that up in less than a week. True. <laughs> that is very true. You know, you know, there's there's so many people to reach out to that are willing to help. And that's one reason that I love this industry is the willingness of people to help. People like you, Mike, uh, people like me, I like helping other people. But we get out there and we get people past that um, roadblock in their mind. Or maybe it's just a physical roadblock. We're helping them get past that. And we're sharing our experiences with people so that they don't have to go through that stuff. And that's something that wasn't in my previous business. So it's, it almost seems alien to me to, to have this atmosphere. And, but I mean, I'm soaking it in and I'm loving it. Right. Yeah. I mean, soak it in, right. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's that team sport mentality. Um, you know, I love that. I love it too. And, um, and ironically enough, I didn't really feel that as much until I started going to those events. Right. So like I went to the first rod event and man, just my whole life changed after that. And guys, yeah. I totally recommend going to a Rod Khalif event. Um, if you guys ever get the chance, definitely do it. But um, any one of them does not even matter. Like any uh, meetup, any real estate event, you just completely yeah. just changed my aspect. On things. I started with local meetups for years. You know, I just went to nice. local meetups just to talk to people. Um, get to know them, tell them what I do. And like I said, all of my deals have been found through networking, right. um, off-market deals. So it's kind of the environment that we're in. You know, you got to be creative in finding those deals and kind of what we're talking about. Um, my best deal was I just got up in a meetup and said, hey, I'm looking for uh, multifamily properties up to 100. Um, a realtor knew an off-market one that was going to get foreclosed on got me hooked up and I got that thing for a fantastic price. It's um, <laughs> like I said, it was my best deal, but if I didn't get up and say, tell people what I, what I do and what I'm looking for, I would have never had that property. That's amazing. That is awesome, man. Yeah. You literally just stood up. It's like, Hey, I'm looking for a property. Who's got one. Yeah. There, there was a little segment <laughs> that you could get in there and kind of pitch yourself or what you're looking right. for. Maybe you have a deal to sell and so many people don't take advantage of it, and I did. All right, and it worked out for you, right? So, man, yes. that's cool. 
Awesome. So what other creative ways have you found in, in finding deals? So you really have to figure out who, who your seller is. And for each person is going to be a little bit differently. You know, a single family is going to be probably the widest array of attack forms that you can try to reach these right. people. Yeah. Um, but you know, small multifamily people, you're most likely going to target older people that are retired and sick of dealing with, um, a lot of the tenant turnover and a lot of the issues, but they also don't know how to sell their property. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even know they're sick of it until you will mention to like, Hey, are you kind of tired of that? You right. know what? I kind of am tired of this. <laughs> so, um, you know, figuring out ways to reach those people and whether that's, um, I'm sure you've had multiple people talk about, you know, driving around, um, just looking to what properties that you want, figuring out who the owners are. So really approaching these people in a different way than most people do. And if it's hard to find that person's information, go another step because how many people are going to take that up? that next step. You're probably weeding out half of the amount of people looking at this property Good point. at least. Good point. So take that next step. And if it gets even harder, guess what? That third step, what, what maybe 5% of people are going to go to that third step. So that's that smaller of a competition. So the harder it is to get this information, the more likely it is that you're going to get in front of that seller and have such less competition. I love that. So, um, don't, don't look at that as a negative. Don't be like, Oh, this is so hard. I'm giving up. Well, guess what? Putting the time into that one property that was that hard is more effective than going after 30 other properties that the information just comes up super easy because they're, they're inundated all day long. Hey, you want to sell a property, especially in this market, you know? Um, so they're, they're getting letters, they're getting calls all the time. So the harder it is to find, in my opinion, the, the better that is. Right. That's a great point, man. Doing what other people are not willing to do. That is definitely uh, one of the keys to success out there. So man, good nugget. Yeah. I'll tag, I'll tag onto that is that a lot of people have trouble finding people's information um, because a lot of times you have to do a paid search and it's really hard to find the information. Um, A free site that I use and your listeners can use is fastpeoplesearch.com. All right. It's free. And as long as you get the person's name, a lot of times you're going to get email addresses, um, residents where they live, phone numbers, and they're pretty accurate. I mean, for a free site, I I think it's one of the best sites I've come across. So um, if your listeners want to uh, use a site to kind of skip trace the sellers, free uh, fastpeoplesearch.com. Fastpeoplesearch.com, guys. Yeah. Check it out. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm not getting paid for that plug either. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good. I mean, hey, you know, this, we'll take as many nuggets as we can. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But all right, cool. So yeah, so skip tracing is a wonderful tool, guys. Definitely do it. Um, you know, if you're into sending mailers, if you're into sending emails or making calls, you know, that's that's a phenomenal way to do it. Um yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. And, and I love when you said, you know, single family and multifamily are two different ways and methods of attacks because they are 
right? I mean, it'll, it'll be a little bit easier for you to find single family homes, I think, right? Uh, owners, right? Yeah, because a lot of times when the people you're buying from on single family, mm-hmm. they aren't investors, they aren't landlords a lot of times. Right. So, um, you know, any number of reasons could be happening to that. So it, it makes it easier to get to those people, but it also makes it a little harder to know how, how to approach those people right. because you don't really know what their motives are. Mm, that's a great point. That's a great point too. They could be looking to pass it down to their kids or grandkids, or they may just be getting a divorce and maybe, you know, done with the property. Yeah. Right. So, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It varies. So, okay. Awesome. So uh, what other creative ways have you found in finding deals or, or, uh, or maybe let's talk about some financing, like what, what creative ways have you found in that? Um, I'm not your creative financing guy. No. (laughs) And so uh, all my financing has been straight up bank financing, you know, putting a percentage down. Okay. Um, so I can't, um, I can't throw out a bunch of uh, huge plugs for there. I do have a um, good buddy of mine that has, he's been very successful and has bought properties for no money down and even walked away with money at the closing table. So he's really good at that. Um, I, I had the luxury of selling my business and having capital to get into it. So, um, uh, out of me not needing that, I haven't been um, super creative in, in financing. So, uh, I mean, I will say the one property that I did stand up and, um, say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. It was a 10 unit. I ended up just getting straight financing on that. It needed a bunch of repairs. I put some money in it, but I was able to, um, get a second loan on that and pull all of my money out of there. So I actually have that investment now that cash flows really well and I have zero of my money in there. So, um, nice. like I said, it was, it's, uh, one of my best deals. That is impressive, man. That is really cool. Do you mind walking us through that process? Like a breaking the breaking down, like what, what happened there in that transaction? Yeah. Uh, well, how deep do you want me to get? I mean, we don't have to get too deep. <laughs> okay. Because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we'll have to like deep dive, but. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I say it's 10 units. It's technically two different properties. One was a six unit and others a four. Okay. So um, I got this from a gentleman that actually had this under, um, was actually buying it off of the previous owner. Okay. So it was like, it was like a daisy chain of, of owners here. So they didn't have bank financing on it. And he actually acquired this property because his mom had passed away Mm. and he had kept it for a few years, tried to run it and was, um, had no clue how to run a rental property. All of his finances were intermingled together. So I couldn't get any type of financials from them. I essentially had to build my own pro forma of how this would perform. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't screen, he didn't do anything. He, I mean, he was not doing good on repairs. So I knew when I got in there that I was going to have to put a ton of work into it. Yeah. So after building my, my pro forma on that, I, I went down below that because this guy was actually in the process of, um, he had it listed at, um, a crazy price before I met him. And I had actually was looking at those properties, but I'm like, no way that these are going to sell for this. Right. And, you know, his price just kept, kept coming down, kept coming down. I actually bought it for less than half of what he originally listed it for. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, and like I said, I put um, about $125,000 in it, mm-hmm. um, re- renovated six of the 10 units 
got them released at a much higher price because, uh, I mean, I renovated these things nice. Yeah, right. And just, uh, I mean, my numbers were fantastic. I could have not got a second loan and just still cash flowed really well. But I'm like, hey, I'm going to take my money out of this and buy another property. So I cash flow a little bit less money because I refinanced it. Well, I didn't refinance it. I actually got a second. And the reason I did that was because the interest rate at the time was higher than what my original loan was. So right. um, just got a second loan on that property. And actually, I'm still at 60% loan to value. So I could go in there and take some more money out if I wanted to. Dang, man, that is wild. <laughs> yeah. And I still have four units to renovate and increase rents. Wow. So there's still plenty of meat on the bone. I'm um, actually, I mean, with the way the market is, I've been con- tossing around whether I want to try to sell it and let the yeah. next person, um, you know, take that meat on the bone. But uh, it's wow. doing really well for me. I'm, I'm probably just going to keep it. Okay. There you go, man. That's awesome. So when you say a second loan, are you talking about a HELOC, like a home equity line of credit or? Um, you know, because it wasn't a home, it wasn't a HELOC. It was just essentially like a, like a second mortgage. Okay. Like you would um, get a first mortgage on your house and then go get a second mortgage if you didn't want to refinance it. A lot of people, um, you know, the Burr method, I'm sure you've talked about the Burr right. method on here. So a lot of people will um, refinance it. Well, instead of refinancing it, I kept my original loan and just tacked another loan on. Awesome. And it was with the same bank. So it didn't create issues as far as being second position to the first. Right. That's good. So I'm really, really glad you said that too. That was going to be my next question. It's, you know, did you go through the same bank or another bank? Guys, I'm telling you, there are gangster ways for you to go out and get amazing financing. If you've built a great relationship with a good bank, and you continue to use them. That's awesome. So that's amazing. I will say, don't put all your eggs in one basket because I'm talking to a second bank right now. Just to, oh. you know, it's, <laughs> it's good to have, it's healthy to have competition. That's true. And actually, um, the banker that I've dealt with for a long time, you know, he's um, all for me shopping. Um, you know, he wants to make sure that we're both happy with our relationship. Okay, good. Um, I was going to say, hopefully he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with, with the way, um, you know, rates are going now and everything like that. So I'm exploring to see, uh, you know, if I want to refinance or if there's any benefit to that. So okay. awesome, man. That's good. That's good. That's good advice too, right? You, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. That's, that's right. Good. But you do want to build good relationships. And I mean, absolutely. Yeah, you said it in the beginning, you know, it's a relationship game. And yeah, if you bounce around um, all over the place, um, you'll find that they won't be as lenient with you. They won't be like, you know, don't worry about that. And not that they're breaking policy or anything like that, but you'd be surprised what a good relationship will do for you. Um, And that's within a bank and even outside of a bank, you know, your insurance agent, all that type of stuff. Right, exactly. Oh, that's good. Great points, man. Great points all around. Awesome, man. So, uh, so from here, right? What's your expansion plan? Where are you? Where are you looking to grow? Are you looking at hundred now, hundred plus units? Yeah. So, um, larger units, ones that where we can hire in um, professional grade managers. I, I'm um, I'm pulling away from the management. When I started it, um, my wife helps out, and we wanted to feel the pain of managing our own properties. We wanted to um, we wanted to know what that was, so that when we do ultimately hire that done, we know what it takes, and we know, hey, yeah, they are doing what they can to uh, to um, correct this issue. You know, if wow. we ne- never did it ourselves, we wouldn't know. Um, sometimes you're a little blind 
as to what can and can't happen. That's a so that's what, you know, we jumped in and we're like, let's, let's do as much as we can and really, like I said, feel that pain because I mean, sometimes it's painful. Um, but yeah, so we want to get to properties where we don't have to feel that pain on a regular basis. And we ended up, we end up with a better, um, response to our tenants um, when we hire those professional managers. So, so yeah, um, typically hundred plus units. Um, the last deal was 174. Nice. Um, the one that we're closing is a little less than a hundred, but, um, nice, nice. it's still the, um, I, I much more enjoy that. So I'm starting to be able to get a little more high level, right. which is something that I like to do. I'm, I'm not the, uh, the scrutiny type of guy. So I'm not the checklist, the, um, Hey, look at my 26 things that I need to do today. That's not me. <laughs> that's, that's my wife. So I, uh, we really make a good yin and yin and yang there. That's awesome, um, man. but I'm a high level type of guy. So I love the big picture type of stuff right. seeing, Hey, this is where we need to go here. Are the big moves we need to make, mm-hmm. um, here are the creative ways that we can get to this next point. And, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. That's awesome, man. That's all. And I love the fact that you and your wife are doing this together. I think that is something that um, well, I wish I would see a lot more, right? Those couple, you know, power couple uh, dynamic duos. Did your wife um, get on board with this, you know, with you right away? Or was it something that you had to slowly, you know, kind of encourage her to do with you? Um, right away, right to away. be honest with you. Um, we were both scared and excited because it was something new for us. You know, we were very successful in our business and I could have um, had that for the rest of my life. Like I said, we, we were expanding that. So we would have had a, a very good life staying in that, but it also took a lot of family time away. Mm. And right. um, real estate, while it keeps me busy and everything like that, I'm actually able to spend a lot more time with my family. And that was a big thing um, with both myself and my wife of a reason why we did decide to sell because we wanted to focus on um, us as a family. Um, I have two kids and my previous business was really mentally taking me away from that. So um, focusing on that was uh, a big thing for her to jump on board with that, you know, to get rid of those jitters and, I really do. Both of us actually get a lot of people that say the same thing that you said in that, you know, there's not that many people out there, you know, that that's the, um, the couple working together. And I, I think it definitely benefits to at minimum, have your spouse on board with what you're doing. I agree. But, but then when you have someone helping with that, it just amplifies it that much more. So it's great. So, you know, you talk about Rod's event, it's, I mean, we've been to several of them. Baltimore's coming up. We're going to go to Baltimore. Right. And, you know, we can both go there and network and see the same people again and again. So, um, yeah, it's great. If you can have your spouse on board, um, you should. <laughs> you definitely should, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and if not, you know, I mean, it's 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 a little bit harder to move, but it's not impossible, right? I mean, it's definitely. No, not at all. Not at all. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, and that goes, even if it's not real estate, you know, it really helps to have your spouse right. understand what you do and believe in you because that really pushes you past those tough times because, and like in anything else, 
there are tough times in real estate. There's if you if you haven't been down on yourself in real estate, you haven't been doing it long enough. <laughs> That's a great point, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is very very true, man. And it, it can get real dark sometimes, but you yeah, it it does, and, and it's and it's all in your head. You yes. know, it's 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 a mental thing. So once you push past that, and it, and it helps to have someone to push you past that. So if if you don't have that support somewhere, I'm telling you, this community is awesome. You, you haven't reached out to enough people. Reach out to people because th- there's people here to motivate you. I talk to people all the time that are starting that I try to motivate them. Hey, keep going. How's things going? Oh, you know, just checking in with people. It's awesome. Exactly. No, you're, you're absolutely right, man. It's that team sport mentality that we were talking about earlier, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you make amazing relationships and you get to talk, you know, with some amazing people on podcasts. <laughs> yes. Speaking <laughs> of podcasts, you have your own podcast, don't no, you? No, no podcast. Oh, no. you're just you're just getting your setup. Okay. Yeah, I- yeah. So I've been thinking about it. Um, uh, I have a YouTube channel I started, and I'm going to be ramping up some some YouTube content. Okay. So uh, so yeah, I, uh, this is my uh, first podcast with my new mic. So Woo-hoo. hopefully, it sounds good for your audience. It's amazing. <laughs> They're watching. His camera's great too. I'm gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, great. So, yeah. what, what is that YouTube uh, channel? How can our guests? Yeah. So, if you just type my name, Adam Beckstead, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll pop up. I I'm not big enough to create my own URL yet. It's probably like YouTube.com slash, and there's like. 58 different random Code, letters and numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good, man. But I, I started it because I wanted to help people with not only real estate, but finance. So, Love you know, that. helping, helping people teach their kids, helping, setting them up for the right position, because I, I feel like finance is a huge lack in our school. So I wanted to reach out to as many people as I could. Um, you know, I have a, I co-host a local meetup for real estate. And it was just another avenue for me to reach out to um, more people and try to help them that I can. So I'm having fun with it. Like I said, I really like being creative. So that's an avenue that lets me be creative. Um, It gets to throw in some humor in there with some learning and um, it's been fun so far. Good. That is awesome, man. And finance is such an amazing and important topic too, because you know you can never have enough of it, right? It's the it's the foundational pillar of setting yourself up, whether it's yeah. entrepreneurial or just keeping it everything is secure, right? So it's- yeah, I'm always learning. You know, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to profess myself as an expert, but I do have some experience, and I'm constantly reading, um, constantly you know debating with people. Um, even if it's, um, reading posts on Facebook, which isn't the best way to learn, but it's a great way to, to start a, to start a train of thought. Yeah. Why not? Right. I mean, you never know where it's going to go. You know, you start searching some of those terms and stuff and then, you know, you end up deep in some articles and blogs and videos and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, man. Nothing wrong with it. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love it. Adam, thank you so much for your time on the show, bro. It's, this has been phenomenal. I'm going to take you into our bonus round. I've got four questions for you, all right? Bonus round. Here we go. Bonus round. Here it is. All right. <laughs> ready? Question number one. What's your favorite book? Uh, oh, Rich man. Dad, Poor Dad. It's the one that got me started in real estate. Okay. That's okay. kind of a gimme, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, let's throw that one away. That's a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, how about Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss? I love oh, that book. Oh my goodness, man. I'm reading that right now. I'm yeah. reading that right now. I love it so much. You'll read it more than once. Oh, I'm sure. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm already halfway through. I started it yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Question number two. What? Uh, who is your biggest hero and why? I want to say my parents. Can I do a double there? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, they really did the the ideal thing to teach me to be where I am today. And if they didn't give me the lessons that did that they did when I was younger, uh, I don't know if I'd be here today. It's um it was a huge leg up for me growing up and I can't uh, I can't say thank you enough to them. That's awesome, man. Phenomenal and amazing people because you have become very successful, right? So they did definitely did a good job. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Question number three, what do you like to do for fun? I'm a huge uh, audio video nut. Okay. So like you said, you like my camera. Yeah. I, like to, I like to take pictures, um, like my video type of stuff. And I am huge into like I have a home theater. So I just love electronic stuff, audio, video type nice. of stuff. <laughs> I always like to tweak it and make it better. So I, I enjoy that quite a bit. Dude, we are going to be talking. Oh my God, <laughs> man. you are my dude. I All love, right. love audio. I love, I love video, but I think I love audio more and I'm all about creating my home theater. So I'm going to pick your brain on that. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, all right. Last question. Um, for those who are just getting started, right? What three nuggets of wisdom can you provide them? Like Nike says, just do it. Boom. <laughs> do I have to go past that? You don't um, have to. It's all be, good. Be, be persistent. Um, it, you're going to have struggles. You're going to have, like I said, you're going to have down times. You're going to have up times. So, you know, realize when you're in a high that, you know, not everything's going to go great all the time. Right. So be persistent. Um, I, I can't imagine that anyone is successful today that was not persistent. Right. So um, just do it. Be persistent and have fun. Boom. Love it. Mic drop, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, Adam, that was amazing, man. Thank you so much. So outside of our YouTube channel, how can our folks get in touch with you? Yeah, awesome. So I'm on um, Instagram, not a ton, LinkedIn, Facebook. But if you type my name, Adam Beckstead, most of the um, social media stuff, it's um, slash Adam Beckstead, um, B-E-C-K-S-T-E-D-T. And um, would love to connect to you on there. Um, the YouTube, my um, Website is welkinequity.com, W-E-L-K-I-N, equity.com. And you can reach out to me there. Uh, I'd love to talk to some people. Um, if you got some questions, need some motivation or anything like that, feel free to reach out. All right, all right. Well, guys, you heard it here. Make sure that you reach out. We'll have uh, links to all of the ways to contact Adam in our show notes page. So make sure you click down there below. And uh, Adam, thanks again so much for your time, bud. This is awesome. Mike, thank you. It was it was a great time. I look forward to uh, talking with you about some audio video stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> you stick around, bud. Let's do it. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Take care. Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests, and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that. 
or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.